Camaray. Watching Camaray. Camaray. Oh my. On camera. Hello. Music TV. Are you listening to me? So enjoy yourself. This girl is always so singing. Enjoy yourself. Hello. Camera. Come on. It's time to start the show. Oh. <laughs> Hello, everyone. We are back in this gig. Welcome to hashtag JTFIO or just trying to figure it out. I'm your host, Cameray of Cameray Music TV. I missed y'all. We are back and I'm so happy to be here on this lovely night. Not going to tell y'all what night it is because then you'll know when I be shooting and I don't be giving my schedule out like that. You feel me? You feel what I'm saying? Um, But if you are watching us on YouTube, hello. Hi, y'all see I'm watching my good vibes uh, rocking. Sorry, my good vibes hoodie from that good old faithful Ross. Um, if you are listening on any of our podcast apps, hello, hello, mic check one, two, one, two. Can you hear me? Hello. Um, but welcome back. Welcome back. I seen that we had a lot of new followers to the podcast on Instagram at JTFIO podcast or just trying to figure it out, right? A lot of you guys are following also on Facebook for all of your news. I really don't know how to get other people who aren't already my friends through my personal page to like my business profile. So if y'all got any intel on that, let me know. What I'm hoping one day is that Apple Podcasts will add comments to their app because it's really annoying because uh, you don't know who's listening. You don't know how people feel. Um, so I'm wondering about that. And I listen when I play my own podcast back. I listen on Spotify. You know, there's no comments on there. So it's just like releasing my stuff into the world. Ain't no telling who's listening. It could be somebody in Wisconsin somewhere, someone in Zimbabwe or someone right here in Houston. You never know. All right. So I've welcomed you back. You are hopefully settled, relaxed after a long day, or actually we released this at 12 p.m., so maybe you're just getting into the heat of your hump day. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about some things today that may step on a couple of toes, but y'all know I don't mind stepping on the toes. It's almost like my stilo, like my good friend Nina says. Um, so there's been this, this story going on in the news with Amber Geiger. Okay, if you guys are unfamiliar, last year in Dallas, Botham Jean, he was um, a black male resident in a uh, apartments, you know, lofts type places. He's chilling in his home. All of a sudden, the front door opens. Um, it is Amber Geiger coming through the door. She is, from what I hear, seemingly intoxicated. She's a white woman, also happens to be a cop, sees Botham John and shoots him. There's different stories of an altercation maybe ensuing, like an argument going back and forth, and then she shoots him. What uh, comes out later is that it was not her apartment. He was not an intruder. She happened to be the intruder. She's uh, so tired or so belligerent that she is coming into an apartment that isn't hers. What people are confused about is how did this key fob, because apparently where they stayed, it was key fobs that work for their place. They didn't have actual keys. How did this key fob work for his door if that was not her place? He also had like a red mat outside of his door that, you know, 
if you did not live there, you would notice that when you first come up to it, right? Especially as a cop. So all of these things are circulating in the news, right? Um, I've also heard that maybe they were involved. Maybe they knew each other. That has not been confirmed. This is just all out in the atmosphere. But basically what happened was, this was a year ago. Amber Geiger was just sentenced to 10 years in this case. And a lot of people are wondering that if the races were switched, would the judge have been so forgiving? Another thing that was a little alarming was that the bailiff was stroking her hair. The brother was super forgiving and asked to hug her. The dad said that one day um, he hopes to befriend her when she does get out of jail. And the judge, I think, hugged her as well. Um, the key witness, the leading witness, he has been sh murdered, shot and killed now, um, I think one or two days after the verdict was released. So all this is going on right now, right? Um, but the reason why we are talking about this is not because, you know, I don't really like to talk about controversy because the story can always change. If you know me, I was like ride or die for Jesse Smollett, maybe because I really love his character on Empire. There's still a small part of me that hopes like this is all just a big hoax, right? <clears throat> but because of stuff like that, I don't like hopping online impulsively and going off and ranting about things because videos are there forever. And you're ranting about a topic that could be pulled in all kind of different directions, explained in different perspectives. Lots of different factors matter. Status matters. Um, race matters. Gender matters. Sex matters. Experiences and personal relationships matter. All these things matter, right? And so sometimes I'll get on and talk about a few things if I feel like it's trivial, like small enough, and it ain't going to be no full out repercussions of me speaking on something. But but because of, um, I guess, my status as far as, you know, leading teenagers in the past and being the oldest and, you know, just period, just my responsibility as a human being. I just don't like to get on speaking about too many things out loud like that where it could be referenced and then I'm on on there acting a fool. I'll do it sometimes. I'll do it sometimes. But anyway, <laughs> We are here to talk about forgiveness today. I actually had it on my list of topics for this year that I wanted to talk about. Didn't know how I was going to tie it in, how I wanted to really bring it in. But this was kind of perfect because the conversation right now is this whole thing about black forgiveness and how black people have been taught to forgive no matter what. And, you know, um, when we were enslaved, we were obviously taught to you know worship God through this Bible and you know even though everyone including white people believed in Christianity they still believed in enslaving us and and hanging us and beating us and this was somehow um rationalized and in the Bible right so um when we get around to forgiveness us as Christians have always taught have always been taught 70 times 7 and Jesus died on the cross for your sins and you are to forgive and you are to show love and it's something about black people you know where the communities like black people always have to forgive because as soon as you start developing anger um you know a black person couldn't just shoot up a school and then everything be okay they would be looked at as a thug they would be looked at as what is the the drug history what it, what kind of upbringing did they have it would not really be a whole mental health situation that's been the conversation right my thing is this, 
I'm kind of flawed in this because I always talk about forgiveness. I do. I realize the complexities of it. I realize how difficult it can be. I'm still struggling with forgiving some people in my own life. But the motive for me, especially when it comes to, you know, if you have children or if you have people watching you who are looking to you, I'm looking at my eyebrows, who are looking at looking to you to see like, oh, you're a Christian. Let me see this walk that you're walking so that I can know how to adjust myself accordingly or what makes Christianity so great? What makes this God of yours so great? Um, you guys know we're releasing two episodes this week. So the other episode is going to be about relationship over religion. Um, but today we're focusing more on forgiveness and just what that means, what that looks like without all of the extra. Right. So, um, you know, the brother, uh, both of John's brother, he gets up and he asks, can he hug her? The thing that most people I don't believe are thinking about is this family has had a year to grieve. They've had a year to go through the anger. They've had a year to, you know, um, cycle through their loss and notice that their brother's no longer there and, and reflect and think of all these different conspiracies and ask around and see if he knew her and what kind of relationship they had and what kind of um, reputation she has. And, you know, they've had time to want revenge. They've had time they've had time right so for him to forgive a lot of people are saying maybe he should have did it off camera I don't feel that way if that's what he wanted to do as a Christian you want to be bold and outright if I'm trying to show you guys that you know this is where I'm at my level of maturity my level of patience my growth my faith I'm ready to forgive this woman for what she has done this is me and what I'm doing um as a Christian I'm not gonna hide that I'm going to show you guys that me as a Christian, this is what I'm doing. My question is, I've never been in this situation, so I don't really know if I could be as forgiving so fast. But because I'm always campaigning for forgiveness, I kind of think I would. If you know me, you know that there's not too many things that can be done to me where I won't be like, well, you know, his upbringing and, you know, like he had to deal with this and maybe it's a mental thing and maybe it's a spiritual thing. And, you know, God brings us through this and it's not, I'm making it sound like, uh, I'm being kind of facetious when it comes to my own self and how I think, but this is really how I think. I'm always like trying to give someone the benefit of the doubt, because honestly, when I think about the things that I have done, and realize the grace and the favor on my life, I know that forgiveness is real because I have asked and begged and pleaded for forgiveness when I was clearly wrong and been shown favor. And which we'll talk about more of that in the religion verse, I mean, relationship versus religion episode. Um, but I think where people, um, where people, I guess, get it wrong is when you flow into the semantics of it all. Okay, people feel like I'm not going to forgive because of this level. Okay, uh, your roommate ate your cheesecake in the refrigerator versus someone murdered your brother. It's like, okay, I can forgive for this, but for that, heck no, never. Family drama, this person did that to me. Did you know this person did this to me? Let me explain to you what really happened. Let me get you on my side. That type of stuff is just like, okay, we're going to flow through all the semantics so we can better understand your situation. But the bottom line is, 
is you don't forgive someone for them. You forgive someone for you, for your own peace of mind, which is why I'm struggling now with a couple things, because it's like, I'm like, "Mm, I don't really know if I want to forgive you because of the depth of what you've done and how it affects me. And if I forgive you, am I really being honest with myself? So I know there needs to be a conversation, a hard conversation that I may or may not be ready for when I am ready for it, then I can do this forgiveness. So it forgiveness takes a lot of bravery. It takes a lot of maturity. It takes a lot of um, patience. And sometimes Honestly, you just you just don't have the energy to give that to everyone. So I feel that Um, I used to feel like, oh, you need to forget. Everybody needs to forgive, honestly. But there's some things there's most things that are hard. They're just hard. But you have to do the work like the Kevin stages say you have to do the work you do because it's only going to affect you. You're going to go through these routes to avoid this person. This person is fine, sleeping just fine at night. You're going through routes to avoid this person, avoid this situation, avoid people that deal with this person. You are creating points in your life. Well, now you have to now you have to maneuver around and that person is flowing freely. Okay, so those semantics within forgiveness, we have to learn how to peel back the layers and just 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 eat the banana. That's it. Just chop the onion, throw it in there, saute it. You're good. Cause raw, raw onions versus grilled onions. I mean, an extreme difference, honestly off topic, but y'all feel what I'm saying. Y'all feel what I'm saying. The thing about the brother in this case is just like someone said, like I said earlier, someone said that he should have done it in private. Him doing in private, doing it in private, when this case is already global, is it would not have been beneficial to me, in in my opinion, okay, because people are already mad at this woman. They have to put up like a family, as a family unit, they have to put out a a a feeling, or or how they how they feel that has to be put out there. Okay, because what happens is we take on these these cases and these issues and we rally and we fight and the family feels one way and we out here fighting for something else. All right. So it's always important to know what the family thinks. I wonder what the mom thinks, because last year I don't think she was as forgiving. I don't. But what's interesting is the Christian way is to forgive. Right. But what's so funny to me is that same Christian will add all these different things, all these different conditions to their forgiveness, to our forgiveness. It's human. We do it. It's wrong. As soon as you start saying, you know, this person did this to me, I could work it out. I could have a conversation with them but this, but that it's like you start to chip away at all that growth that you've had in other realms of your life. Honestly, honestly, this one situation in my life that I'm trying to maneuver around, I'm like, I go back and forth with myself. I'm like, you know, the mature thing to do is to talk with this person, um, get it all out there, cry it out, thug it out, scream it out, 
forgive and repair the relationship and move forward. What I want to do, what I feel like I should be justified in doing is getting, uh, working in my own time, figuring my way through it. And right now my, my figuring my way through it is just not, I'm just not even thinking about it at all, honestly. Um, but it's really messed up because when you decide that you're going to do the work, you have to, and I'm talking to myself, Camaray, you have to give yourself a timeline. How long are you going to let this go on where you're not doing the work? Because honestly, in this situation, there's people behind me who, if I got it together, they'd probably follow suit. So it's like, you're the, the main reason this is not getting repaired. Um, this person has tried to extend the olive branch, but you have so much invested that you're just like, "Mm -mm." and it's not even like, it's so funny because I had, I did not make a decision to just be like, yep, I'm good. Not talking to you no more. Cool off of you. It's like, I'm amicable. I speak nice. You know, you need anything. Um, you know, you can set the guidelines and the boundaries on how you want everything to be. All right, cool. Let's do it. But there's like a whole part of me that's not given to you because of what you have done. And I don't feel like that's forgiveness. A lot of people say forgive, but don't forget. I don't feel like that's real forgiveness. I don't. So I can honestly say in my life, there is one whole situation where forgiveness is like a work in progress. It is. Um, and y'all know I'm a Scorpio, so I'm either black or white. There is no gray. So when you decide that you're going to forgive, you really have to like forgive. You do. You cannot be saying like, I forgive you, babe, for cheating on me. But every time, you know, you see another woman, I'm going to bring her. Oh, remember that time you, you know, like that's not real forgiveness. It's just not. It's just not. It's not. And it's messed up because that's all that is, is pain, right? We mask um, our pain with fear, with anger, with attitude and all that. Stuff. That's what it dwindles down to is the fact that you were hurt about something. This is your coping mechanism. And honestly, nobody blames you. It's just when it gets lengthy, when it gets dramatic, it's like, okay, come on, come on, come on, come on. You know, it's time to fix it. It's time to fix it. Um, and I feel like I'm talking to y'all, but I'm talking to me, honestly. Um, but that whole 77 times seven thing or 70 times seven child, all them sevens, um, it's real. It's real. In a marriage, uh, they tell you to forgive more than you, um, more than your, I don't even, I don't even remember the saying. All I know, all I know the staple is forgive. Okay. And I thought that was going to be like situations where, you know, a person says sorry for doing something and then you forgive. It's not really that forgiving in a marriage is like forgiving when they was cranky, when they was hungry, forgiving 
um, forgiving me when I was snapping on you because I was on my period. You know, just those little those things throughout the day where you're just like, oh, just let it go. Just let it go. Forgive. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Because this is not contributing to the big picture. It don't even matter in the grand scheme of things because we are not together for the day. We are not together for the week. We are together for life. So that is something major that I had to learn and that I realized because I was ready to come into the marriage like, okay, I'm gonna forgive him anytime he say sorry. He gonna forgive me anytime time I say sorry but that's not what it was so that was a cool learning experience um but that whole forgiveness thing it's real it's the small things it's understanding like I like I be saying giving people the benefit of the doubt understanding that people have a perspective that doesn't have anything to do with yours that's what makes us unique and sometimes people really had no ill intentions towards you there was really no ill intent. So if you step outside of self, we talk about narcissism. If you step outside of self and analyze the situation from all sides, then you'll realize that, oh, maybe this person did this because of how they think about it. And it literally had a zero to do with me and how I would react. So let me forgive the act. Let me explain how I took it, let them explain their intention, we are able to move forward in a better way. We are able to do that. Where it becomes a problem is when we allow all this water under the bridge to accumulate. Y'all, when the, uh, Imelda was, was happening the other week, I was seeing the, the creeks and the reservoirs fill up with water. And that's the image that I'm getting. When we allow stuff to just fill up under us just water and water and water do you know how hard it is to get rid of water when it has just you know built up where are you gonna put it all where are you gonna put it all when there's so much water under the bridge of course it's hard to forgive that's why at first in the first notion in that an, another analogy because I'm queen of analogies honestly um another analogy when you know, you're somebody you're in a relationship with your mate or even a friend of yours does something and you ignore it the first time. Right. And then they do it again and you ignore it again because you're thinking, you know, they, they know better. They'll figure it out. Then they do it again and again and again. So at this point, you blow up, you're pissed off. You don't understand how they could not have realized this is bothering you by now. But for some reason, you never open your mouth. That's not in your mind as rationale. You just feel like they should know. You're wrong. You're wrong. You need to say something right when it bothers you, when you are calm, because when you let it escalate, what happens is your energy does not match the, the person's energy because they looking like, I don't even know what had happened. What had happened? What did you do? What did I do? When did I do it? I don't even know when it started. What is this problem that you have? Right? So that's why forgiveness is so real because if you would have told me at step one, I could have forgiven you. But now at step five, it's a whole lot of water under the bridge. I don't I don't really understand what's going on. How could you how you could have the audacity, how you could not read my face and read what is going on, right? I know I'm talking to somebody out there and not just myself. But forgiveness is real. And I want us to really think about and really look at things in our life where we are refusing to forgive. And it could be self. I like refuse to forgive myself when it comes to sticking to a schedule or being late. 
I beat myself up about it so bad because it is such a huge flaw of mine, but I had to break it down and dwindle it down to the most basic of things. Why are you always late? Do you not add significance to the things that you do in your life? Do you not enjoy the things that you do in your life? Okay, you don't enjoy them, switch them around. Let's change it around. Let's understand that arriving right on time is not really on time. Give yourself some time. Do you like being frazzled when you're rolling up to work? It's things like that, that are about self-care that you start to do that contribute to the bigger picture, but you don't, you're not able to do that until you become self-aware. We're always talking about the self-aware sandwich, right? The things that you notice about self that you can start to improve, that you can start to understand so that you can articulate to others, this is me and this is why I am me. But it starts with forgiving of self, not beating yourself up over things, but also taking the time to understand this is, oh, this is why I do that. I know I didn't talk a lot because I missed y'all. But that has been our episode for the week. If you are fans of The Read, y'all, they got their own show coming on Fuse TV. October 11th, is that Friday night? What's today? Today is 7, tomorrow, 8, 9, 10. I think that's Friday night. Okay, but we are going to be making sure we watch it, making sure I record it. Another episode, I mean, uh, another episode. Another podcast I'm super duper into is Righteous and Ratchet. I love them. They keep it all the way 100. I'm part of the Right Pack. Pay my little $5 a month. Get my bonus episodes. Kev on stage. Doughboy, they work super hard. Um, Tried to get into T.I.'s expeditiously. It has like a strong masculine um, presence. And actually when Righteous and Ratchet gets a little bit too much like that, I can't really... I can't really do it, but it's, it's giving me, it's giving me a strong male presence. And that's not always, it's not that that part of it is bad. It's that a lot of the chauvinistic type things kind of seep through. And I just be like, Ooh, I don't have, I like my podcast to give me more of, um, challenge my my intellect a little bit more and if men are on there talking about women I just can't do it I just can't do it um but I'll try expeditiously again let me see who else who else let me let me pull up my podcast app because I just be listening the scorpion show just started a podcast which I'm happy for them about because honestly they've been on YouTube for years I feel like I grew up with them, honestly. Um, when I say 11 years, they just made 11 years on YouTube and finally decided to do the podcast. So that's exciting because it's like all of us who've been rocking with them, we've been saying for years, come out with the podcast, come out with the podcast, please, 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 please. <clears throat> and Kevin is a Scorpio just like me. And I think he didn't want to do it because he did not want to, you know, follow the crowd and hop on a wave that everyone was doing. But um, I think everyone convinced him that they would be good at it and they've been killing it. I love the Ask a Show, which is another Kev on Stage production. I love uh, the Love Hour, which is Mrs. Kev on Stage. So the Kev on Stages, they, they got it popping over there. They got the podcast churning out. They got a masterclass coming out. They got, um, 
you know, Righteous and Ratchet Adventures. They got Dear Kev. That's a whole nother podcast within itself where he gives advice every Friday. Um, I love Next Summer, I'm Finna. You know, DT, he hops on there and he is spewing knowledge with a sultry, soft spoken, deep voice. I mean, it's soothing. Nothing screaming at you. You know, I, I appreciate soothing podcasts i don't need y'all when this stuff get too argumentative on these podcasts i be having to cut it off i kid you not um so yeah i think that's everybody i watch um adrian expression just released another one not another one jesus adrian expression just uh i guess like created his own podcast show but it's gonna be through patreon which is really smart of him um, people are realizing YouTube is has a lot going on, so they are navigating to other apps, and I think that's that's great for everyone. Um, but if you guys don't know, Adrian Expression used to be on a podcast with uh, Justin J called uh, For the Culture, but now he has his own, and I don't know the name of it, but I'll find out. Okay, but anyway, that has been your episode for the week. Be looking out for the second part of this um, about relationship over religion. Gonna be dropping on Friday, so you guys will get two episodes this week. I'm your host, Kemaray. This is hashtag JTFIO or just trying to figure it out. I'll see you guys next time. Hallelujah. Thank <laughs> you.